What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Welcome, everybody, to the Thursday R3 Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable. This week, uh, we are short a Gary. And before I introduce everybody else, I do want to mention that intro. You guys are used to the Maximo intro. That is another one of Gary's apps. You can go to GaryZapps.com, and you can download the new uh, Gig Wars apps. Um, Red, who started these Gig Wars, uh, then got with Gary. Gary made the app. Um, it's pretty streamlined and cool, you guys. It's uh, really fun. Um, from what I, from what I've watched more even than that promo and other things, but, um, tomorrow night on driver nation, red's going to join me a little bit. We're going to talk, uh, the first hour about, uh, the gig wars and how it went from just something they were doing to this app. Cause the app really kind of added a whole new flavor to it, in my opinion. But now, uh, let me introduce everybody here. So we got John dash theory TV. Uh, no Gary, like I said, we do have Zach drives fast in with us tonight. Um, we got Kim's side money plans, and of course we got Hannibal is hungry. So uh, we we're here, guys, and uh, thank you for joining us. Um, I say, uh, oh wait, it's a good thing I just read that because that's March 9th. <laughs> I was about to read a bunch of stuff that we talked about a month ago. Um, so let's just jump right in. Okay, I was I, I had the gig wars in the wrong place here, so. Um, I want to talk. I don't know if it was Driver Nation or this show, but last week we talked about um, on one of them, uh, and I just want to mention it again real quick because it's been going through my head. I've had a lot of people email me even on the audio podcast side, specifically on this. I get a lot of emails on the audio side, but specifically on this topic, on this what's going on in Connecticut. Um, yes, it is true, and. And pe- some people are having explanations on why this is like, well, at this rate, they're getting just getting it handed to them. And okay, but this is not a rate that anybody makes. So if, in case you guys aren't familiar, and we didn't talk about it last week, in Connecticut, it's one of the states going union. Um, the proposal that's actually real and on the table right now is for $36 an active hour and $1.30 per mile. No, dollar thirty per mile isn't the best, but thirty six dollars per active hour. I had to see how that actually works out in real life. Wait, no, 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 I'm a, no, no, a thirty six dollars guaranteed per hour for for active hour, like a prop twenty two. But you're getting a dollar thirty for mile every active mile too. Plus, so both plus, together. okay, you're getting yeah. both. We're talking upwards of, I mean, for ride shares, sixty seventy an hour. And for uh, and for delivery drivers, we're talking forty-five to fifty bucks an hour. I mean, wow. I know, dude. I know some doctors in their third year practicing 
who are just starting to get out of debt and maybe they say they make about that after three years of being a doctor. I mean, is this, re- I guess my point is, is some of us do hustle like that and have sometimes we can really make that way. Is this going to be sustainable for on any level? I honestly think Massachusetts is in bad shape too, but I honestly think Connecticut is the perfect state for this. They don't have a Boston. They don't have a New York city. I mean, they do have, decent sized towns, but one state's going to have to just go for this because the, I think a lot, too many people have a view. And this is what I was getting emails on about whether or not these companies would truly pull out. And I had a lot of people questioning me about California when AB five and prop 22 before prop 22 went into effect that, well, when it came down to the 11th hour, they wouldn't have really left almost every one of those people who I, I probably had 20 emails last week. And two of the, them only were around working gig work then. The other 18 weren't here. And I can tell you, without a doubt, without a doubt, they were ready to leave California. This wasn't a bluff, you guys. I, I don't know how many people think that, but it was no bluff. So that's going to be, you said, like $1.50 a mile, 36 an hour, and then plus tips, Do- right? $1.30 an hour. And this applies to Instacart. Um, it was supposed to, again, it was just like all the states, just supposed to be for rideshare. Then they added it in last week. It already has the support of the so Connecticut has uh, is very overwhelmingly Democrat. So it already has the Senate support and is expected to pass the House. But it's plus tips too, right? Yeah, that's not sustainable. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, dude. I I'm not trying to like belittle our industry at all, but everybody earning. On rideshare, everybody earning seventy dollars plus an hour for active time. Come on, dude. Then you just get Gary's apps. You set the filter to one mile, or whatever you feel like doing. That's gonna like just keep you in a zone, safe, and not care about the pay. Because why would you care? So, I mean, ultimately, that's going to go to the customers to end up, you know, paying the drivers that, and the customers aren't going to be willing to spend that money. Yeah, that's going to cause crazy inflation there. Well, this is also the union employee model. I, to be honest, I think we're going to see Uber and Lyft do what they did in California and say, seriously, because they didn't fl- form the Flex Association for nothing. I mean, they're now like, even though they all hate each other, they're together on this, on where they stand. And I honestly believe they'll leave. I think Gary has a good comment. Why would you do any skilled job? Just everyone would just do rideshare. Exactly. So there'd be a bunch of cars driving around. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess the, I guess the thing there becomes, you know, like. Uh, not only how are they pricing, so they like Zach said, they'd have to price it out so high. Does ridership go down? And then obviously, if it would. everybody quit their job, where, we're already where oversaturated. Did they, Can we where have did they come more up times with this? the thirty? Where did they come up with the thirty-six dollar an hour? Like where did they come with that? So that's, that's their okay. Was that data so, they kind of came up with? Like it, this isn't. This was just some something that somebody said to me. I don't have it here. Um, in an email, but it what he, I, I'll I'll find a p- way to make a community post about this or put it in the show in the the notes comments of this video after, because what he said is right. Like what his comment was is right. He was he was saying what they're doing is they're adding they're adding the most you could make according to this, and they he was right. I actually I can post an article to go with it too. I'll put post his comment and an article. Um, that show because I know what he's talking about. And when he said it, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, but that's that's a stretch. Cause it's oh, it's it's based, I'm sorry, it's based off of the lift uh the lift guarantee 
to sign up and do uh, whatever. It is oh, now. they're trying to get you to do like a bunch of rides. Yeah, and get that do, big two, bonus do 200 rides in, in 30 days and get and get $3,800 guaranteed, yeah. not bonus. And because they said guaranteed, they said, well, then that's what you can afford to pay. I'm yeah, thinking, that's... why wouldn't these companies want to leave? Because even if they charge customers more <laughs> money, they're still not making any profit and they're dishing out all this money to drivers for no profit on their end. Why Why would companies stay? I, As a company, I wouldn't stay. So in my market, you cannot get an Uber or a Lyft from the airport. And the reason was because the cities were trying to charge them such uh, outrageous fees. And so instead of doing that, Uber and Lyft were just like, we're out. So, I mean, you know, yeah, what, what would Connecticut be to just pack up and leave? They're not going to pay that. Right. I mean, like, and the gig and the gig companies that here's, here's, here's what I say to a lot of people who even doubt. I mean, I have a lot of like evidence on like how close this came and the governor being involved in California. I mean, they were there saying, really, we have to make a deal. You're going to affect mass transit in California. And the gig companies were literally sitting there going, we know, but you got two minutes and we're out. We turned that we turned the app off. Yeah. In California. And they literally knew well, 40% of our workforce gets to work by Uber and Lyft. They donate rides to voting. They do the, Uber's done their due diligence of, of being true, true political scumbags and getting in bed with every city, government, all those kind of things that will help them when it comes to having to fight for, you know, being a criminal organization. <laughs> hey, yeah, this is, it's, un, it's just unfortunate because, you know, like a lot of these bills and a lot of the stuff that they're trying to push across the country just represents government overreach. You know, it's like interfering yeah. with the free market, but we're looking at how Uber and how they, they handle the free market where they're not following all the rules either. So it's just everyone's just shady and who's going to out shady each other. But $36 an hour. In yeah. Connecticut, there's some really wealthy places in the Connecticut. Yeah. Um, just so everybody's I'm aware, too, just, the federal yeah. minimum wage is seven dollars and eighty cents. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's going to be thirty six plus tips plus a dollar thirty for every mile. I mean, even delivery drivers could be looking at sixty, seventy bucks an hour. Yeah, Look, I'm all like, for. Go ahead. go ahead, Animal. No, I was just saying. I, I think m- maybe the, it's going to take one state that demands something crazy kind of like this where this the companies demand. will yeah. pull out like okay all right connecticut they just there's wealthy places in connecticut that there there are some well-to-do people there but this is outrageous and they have to start to they're gonna they realize that what's happened what happened with california and that guarantee paying was happening going to happen in new york where are the companies going to start pushing back they're going to have to pick and choose some states that they're going to be able to stay and some they may have to leave yeah, no, I mean, there's already, I mean, I love this. Uh, I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit and then we'll come back to to where we were. But there was a, uh, there's an article out on city council in New York, Hannibal, uh, talking about, so they remember they spent all that time making the app, the delivery app fee cap. Yeah. Okay, of 23% is what they could be charging. But then they went to the restaurants and like double dipped them on a raise in price. They're like, listen, you know, we can only charge this. So we need to raise prices on your items again. I'm like, if you're going to do a regulation, do it right. Go in there and say, listen, you cannot manipulate the prices 
of the menu items for any reasons at all with the restaurant. Because yeah. that's like, it almost sounds like old uh, mafia style stuff. We're, we're bending their arm. Like, hey, like, you, know, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like, you have to do this. Like, no, no, no. So, so make the regulation not so much about some other things. Make it about, you can't charge 10 to 30% more on every item on the menu to people that order as opposed to going to the restaurant. You just can't. Agree. I mean, no, no company that delivers their own food upcharges their food. They just have a delivery fee. So make that the bottom line. Say, hey, listen, you guys just have to be transparent. Show the customer the processing and the delivery fee. And you have to show them real prices on the items. That would get it to the point where these companies would have to show $40 delivery fee. Why? Now you're going to have people going, well, wait, why? Yeah. Everything's I mean, so shady, man. <laughs> you know, that's where it would that that's where I think there's effect when they put it on that and just said you can't charge more than this between your processing and service fee. Okay, well, we'll just take it out on our on our restaurants then. Yeah. You know, I mean it's it's gonna be one thing or the other. You know, it's like in Connecticut, we were just talking about, you They're know, they're gonna have to the raise the prices on, <laughs> on the on the riders. It's like, okay, listen, make the legislation make sense. When you leave them a loophole, that's like what's going on here in Colorado. When you leave them a loophole. Of course, they're going to get on board and say, yeah, that, we don't like it, but that works. But now, here's the, here's the news from today. Um, so the New York City Council uh, is very, it says considers, but they're very heavily leaning to a bill to loosen a delivery app fee cap, meaning get rid of it. I think they found the same problem I did or other ones like it, like, dude, this doesn't do anything. It's not working. The yeah, intended purpose is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, when I hear stuff like that, I'm just like, you know, again, government overreaching. But here, I'm blaming everybody now. Seriously. I'm blaming the gig apps because they throw money at this stuff, not wanting to be transparent. They should be transparent. Look, at half the problems would be solved tomorrow if they just went to transparent. You know, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because at full transparency, I I I am a driver advocate on all kinds of platforms. And to be honest, my advocation for you would be, hey, are, if you if I went to you and I didn't know about the app and I said, Are they are they curry? Are they fully transparent? Yep. Well, then I got nothing to help you with because you don't have to take those orders. I mm-hmm. guess that's the other thing. Is there a penalty for not taking them? There shouldn't be, because you're an independent contractor. So it's like it, that again, it goes to that. They can't want they can't want to pay us like independent contractors and treat us like w2s you know it's and that seems to be what of course what they would love to do but that just doesn't work and i think eventually there will be a hybrid model but in the meantime make the legislations make sense nobody's in the right here um i have been against legislation forever i it is absolutely needed i hate to say it i mean it's it's now not even like hey maybe they'll work it out i I know they won't. Every state is fighting a different battle. Um, you know, in, in Zach's state, um, what did I just read? This was this came out today. Uh, and this is this is not good because this is what I was warning everybody about, and I think we all were seeing about uh well, this is for Seattle. So I don't know, Zach, do you get any of that Tacoma or Seattle gig worker money that has come into play? Nope. <laughs> Zach's just north of that area, you guys. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see anything extra, man. They're they're still screwing with us up here. Okay, so 
that, you know, like Sergio and Chris are big fans of it. I can see the point on some of it. Absolutely. But here's a problem. Um, so this just came into play and gig workers are to receive paid sick leave under the new Seattle law. This is as of this week. So now they're going to get sick, sick leave. leave. And, and, but here's the thing that it really got to me. Like I was just reading some of the things that like, um, that, you know, that could make beyond or beyond the sick leave. And it was like, okay, here it is. Uh, so in 2012, Seattle became one of the, one of the first cities to require businesses to provide sick leave for gig workers or tw yeah, 2012. Um, and they have medical appointments or need to need to help care for a sick relative or safe uh, or safe leave if they need to care for themselves or a family member because of domestic violence, stalking or sexual assault. So like you can be an Uber driver and I don't, I'm not being a jerk guys, but you can be an Uber driver. And if like my, my cousin or my sister gets stalked, I can take paid time off. But usually when the government's doing any type of administration of these type of things, good luck getting that pay from the government, all the bureaucracy that's going to be between you and that pay. I mean, it, it's, I'm sure it exists, but if you've dealt with government bureaucracy, you know what I'm talking about. I just that know way. that they're that close to unions because so, everything they're adding and they, and in those negotiations in Seattle that they're talking about from back in the, uh, or from last year involved um, the, the, um, the, the taxi limousine, uh, commission the TLC, the rideshare companies because it was supposed to originally just be rideshare. Why shouldn't they be TLC certified or under the same standards? I agreed with that. Um, I knew it would go farther and get to delivering all these other things. It did, but like when it was TLC, the government and rideshare, that was the original party supposed to be agreeing. When they actually showed up for a two day agreement, there was a fourth party involved, the Teamsters. So to clarify, the thing in Seattle was, uh, this isn't new. It just became permanent. Well, it's talking about how now it's going to apply to the gig, to the gig economy in 2012. It happened right. to like two traditional gig workers and such. Right. It, it's been in effect, but the, as of like last week or something, it became permanent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that they're making this applicable to gig workers, I see, I'm not a fan of this kind of stuff. I, I just see this as we're, as we're like, you know, tiptoeing up on, on a union. I mean, call it what you will. I think all the states are, they're just, it's weird. Like I thought, you know, I guess my, my thought for this year was going to be, it would have happened a little earlier and it was kind of going to all be like Massachusetts might've been different, but the rest might've just kind of followed AB five and really hurt. And now they're seeing the pro act might not happen. So they're all going in different directions on how to approach this. And it's like every state's is kind of completely different now what they want. Like I saw a thing about Minnesota, Minnesota wants a union too, big time. And, but they also want to charge um, the Uber passenger and the Uber driver to redo the highways, Amazon drivers too. To read. Hmm. That they want that to go into money allocated for road care. Because we're the problem of the road. Because, because the taxi union. Because the 1% of drivers. In, in Minnesota, the taxi union pays into that. So why shouldn't all the gig economy? That was their argument. We need less government, guys. I'm telling we, you. 
I don't, uh, this is totally unrelated, but I don't know if you guys have been um, on, checking the news about the Restrict Act. Um, I don't know if you guys have been checking that out, but uh, it's been the whole thing about banning TikTok. And I think it's interesting. I think most people do believe that this should be banned, you know, because it's connected to the CCP. But the this act that they came up with basically gives them like Patriot Act type powers where if they think that whatever platform is a threat to national security, they can just turn it off. Right. And everyone is like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. All right, we're cool with the ban of the TikTok, but why are we giving the government so much power? And I just feel like a lot of these things are, the, it's, it's all well-intentioned. Like, even though when you're talking about, you know, Uber dropping may have to need, you know, need to take a day off because something's happening with their family. I mean, it's, it's weirdly specific, but I understand that argument, but the more power we give them, the more issues, and I, I do believe it. It's, the unions are going to come in, and they're gonna they're gonna have their hands out. They want some of that money. It's just, yeah, it just it just is not it's not a good look right now, overall, Nat- locally and nationally. It seems. Look, it's and it's not like all five of us are up here just bashing unions. We've had many episodes where we talk about there's place, time, and place for unions. I think that I think that like I was saying, I don't think anybody's in the right. I think the governments are confused. I think. Um, I, I think the rideshare companies are fighting for, and the app companies are fighting for how they were, de- they were never ever developed to be employee model systems. If it ever came to that, the system, like if it would have happened right out of the gate with Uber, they would have just closed right back down. I mean, it wouldn't have ever got this far. So right. it's like you let it get this out of control without regulations What'd you think? And then they were following the Pro Act several times. Now they're like, okay, well, we can still make a lot of state stuff happen, even if it's not the Pro Act. And now it's even just getting sloppier. It's like every state's going to have these weird rules. And like even we have well, one that's going. That's weird. Yeah. You know. And then we, I had her on the Para Presents uh, that we do every week, and I asked her. That was the second time I interviewed Stephanie V Hill, who's a Colorado House member here now. And I actually we found a flaw in her system. I mean, in her legislation, I was like, well, what about this? Isn't this a loophole for them just to get out? And she's like, oh, yeah, we'll have to look at that. <laughs> I was like, Dude, seriously? <laughs> you have a senator, spent, you have a, you already have a senator sponsoring the bill, and you, you're a freshman in the House, and you had another House member, and all you two wrote it and then got a senator to sponsor it, and none of you noticed. Wait a minute. So I understand that she was a gig worker, but it, it- kind of goes to show the lack of understanding when the government gets involved about what it is that we actually want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she, and she, she, they think they know, but are Mm -hmm. they really talking to gig drivers knowing what we do on a daily basis to make bills that actually are that middle ground between gig workers and these companies? I doubt it. Well, she, like Zach said, she was a gig worker for one. Um, so, or she might even still be, I don't know what she's making as a house member, but, but it's one of how many government officials that are legislators that are trying to pass these bills and they're trying to get things passed. Like that's just one. Uh, you can't tell me that every single person who's trying to make all these bills and everything else that's going on knows what a gig worker does, how much they make, what the true accounts are, what we do on a daily basis, how many miles we drive. Like no one knows that except someone who actually does it. They're assuming they know just based off of probably what they read and the data they collect. But do they really know? No. 
I think a lot of it is they point, they grab people. Because I noticed this when you, anytime you guys watch a lot of the media news, right? You watch either, it, it doesn't matter if it's local or national. You'll find gig workers who are mad and they want more of something. They want more money. They want more security. They're, they're upset. Something happened. You know, they either got uh, robbed or their bike got stolen or something. They got abused. And I don't know if the politicians are only listening to the people who are in some kind of trouble and then they're not happy with this. Like it's, it's very odd or it's very rare to see a gig worker who is out there struggling, but they, they're adapting. They, they actually enjoy this work. They enjoy being independent. You don't really see that a lot on the media. It's usually the companies need to do more. I'm upset. And that's the people that the, I think the media pay attention to the most. Yeah. It's the classic case of the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Kim and I were on uh, the Show Me the Money Club a uh, couple months back, something like that, and they had a gentleman on. I, I can't. This is terrible. I can't remember his name. Um, Kim, do you remember? Do you remember his name? Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Okay. And so Jeff was very. Uh, don't do these apps. And we were kind of having. A, I don't want to say a debate, but a discussion with some questions. And Kim and I kind of both took the same approach. Like it's never a perfect system and you can have complaints while still taking part in an imperfect system. Right. Right. The, the more, you know, the less you get walked on, but you can still right. take part in that system and just not get walked on in the process. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or, I mean, or you can take a W2 at Enron and not get walked. Oh, I mean, completely get destroyed the bottom line is everybody's a scumbag once they get up to that level i actually had somebody propose me a really hard question i'll give it to all you guys like john you're good let's see if you can get this one out of the gate name a i don't know how it was worded to be not a good person but name a fortune 500 woman ceo who does good things with her career you lost me. At I'm not picking CEO on just women. It was just they were I don't know asking any about women. To be honest, can we use Google? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. The Google problem is. is, like, you're gonna you might find one good thing they do, but if you look into their history, you find a hundred horrible things they did. Hmm. Like the reason they get to CEO is because they're willing to do bad things. I guess Especially like, the Fortune question... 500. You're running those. You're running the world at Fortune 500. Is yeah, what you're saying is like there's no ethical CEOs. Yeah, ethical. There you go. It's probably go. Yes. a difficult thing because I know right now, like the, the Uber CEO, um, I think I was watching Reicher Professor, uh, the, mo- the amount of money that Dara Karshawi got, you know, a boost. You got to raise the 26 million. Yeah. 26 million. And you're thinking, well, I I don't see why he would get a boost. Like, what what has he performed? What 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 are there like performance? What do you call it? KPIs, key performance yeah. indicators. What has he demonstrated that he should get that much money? And it's hard to to like defend that when you see that happening. You know, like how how is he able to get extra twenty something million dollars? I think for a driver, yeah. it's hard to relate to somebody who when you're making $20 an hour and then you see somebody like a CEO making 20 plus million dollars a year, like that's a, it's hard to relate to somebody that vastly different from the people who are working under you. I mean, granted they do have a lot of CEOs have a lot of responsibility, but it's hard to relate to as a driver when it's that big of a, of a boost. But, but Kim, I would say, 
I understand why LeBron James makes as much money as he does. I totally understand it. I see exactly what he produced. I see the kind of company work. Like, yeah, I understand he makes $40 million. But when you see the CEO of Uber getting that much <laughs> money, it's hard for me to understand why. I mean, maybe maybe there is. Maybe there's something's happening and we, but I, I don't get it. That's that's. I the mean, thing. I can see like maybe a couple hundred thousand, a million, a couple single digit millions. Maybe we're talking about twenty and forty million. I mean, yeah, yeah. It sounds like no, he's killing what it. What you're really doing there? Like, <laughs> what are you really doing there? That's What's happening? Did <laughs> um, you really, yeah, increase the revenue that much? What? I don't know how to segue into John. I know how to go from Johns to Kim's because I got something. See, we we carry here for these that. segues. Know, we're but we, we we're gonna have to take a hard segue into John's because I I want to I want to talk I want to I want to talk about the story John's bringing up about tipping culture. Maybe this will relate a little because the elites don't tip either. <laughs> Drivers need more earnings, so go, John. <laughs> so, so this story is interesting. It kind of mentions that on CNN that after the pandemic, or I guess during the pandemic, that a lot more places are asking for tips now from customers. Uh, customers are feeling pressures to tip. Now, I think uh, everybody's used to going to like the restaurants that you would sit down like an Applebee's and tip. But now, you know, maybe even at a coffee shop. Now they're talking about ice cream stores, um, you know, even like more casual places like uh, not saying Chipotle specifically, places like Chipotle. Uh, and, you know, you know, there's people asking for tips. And should you really be tipping? Should you feel bad about not tipping? Now, they're, they're afraid that people are feeling bad about not tipping or being forced to tip. An example they gave was kind of crazy of somebody who goes to like a, I think it was like some a coffee shop. They have the iPad. And then instead of doing anything, they just walk away. And I'm like, you <laughs> walk away and expect it to be zero? I was like, those are some very nice people. I'd have put at least a one or five. It's, it's, a, it's, it's pressure. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. When you go to, when you order something and they turn that iPad around. Yeah, you, and, and I tip all the time, right? But obviously, it's you know I'm deep in the gig economy, so of course. But I think this is not helping us as gig workers, true independent exactly. contractors. Not talking, you know, not talking about um, waitress and waitress and then bartenders. And they should definitely need to get tipped because they don't get paid enough from the restaurant, obviously, or the bar. But I think what's happening with the customers, they're going to get exhausted and fatigued Tip with fatigue, constant like tipping. Even though there's places where they're getting the way they, they're getting a, a wage is probably you know at least a point they're still working there so it must be decent enough to a point now when they're ordering the DoorDash they don't want to tip because they may have already tipped when they were they were pressured to at you know the the barista and at the other places so like it's not helping us when other places are trying to get tips too it's because it's only a finite amount of money here you know. Sorry. I got, I got a, I got a quiz. I got a game. We'll call it that. I came up with, you know, talking yeah. about I should tip or not. So I want you guys to give me answers to tip or not to tip. An ice cream shop, but it's one of those nice ice cream shops that like Cold Stone would add the mix-ins or the rolled ice cream, and they make art and stuff. Do you tip or do you not tip? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what if it's just? Bucks. What if it's just a good ice cream shop? Mom <laughs> like and a Baskin Robbins. Yeah. That's still different from like a mainline thing, but. It's kind yeah. of a hold the wall. I mean, I would tip it both. Yeah, okay. I'll tip. Yeah, dude, I, I'm bad though. I, you know what? I, I spent so many years in this. I'm not bad. I'm, I'm good because I spent so many years in the service industry. I tip everywhere. I really do. What about your Amazon delivery driver? Do you tip your Amazon delivery driver? No, 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 no son. 
No. He knew what he got into. That's true. Okay, okay. So here's another one. Don't drop my box on the ground. What are you talking about? Tip you. (laughs) Plus, they do. They never stick around for tip anyway. I mean, well, sometimes one time I did one of these Amazon grocery deliveries and it had it in the app doing a tip. I tipped that time. I was like, okay, it's a little different. But I think that's different though. That's going to like flex or something. A box and you don't know when it's coming. It can come at like nine o'clock at night. While you're asleep. You don't know that they're coming. Right. So what about? Well, does this count as a tip if I leave a tray of candy outside my door for and uh, chips and those type of things for whoever comes? Yeah, that's a tip. I mean, sure. Yeah, it's value. Being yeah. Yeah. Am I going to eat it though? Because I don't know you. I don't know. I mean, it's not like a sandwich in a Ziploc bag. Let's talk about a bag of chips. Check this <laughs> out. Hey. Ziploc sandwich. I'm probably not going to eat that. There's there's a house here in my market uh, with a bunch of college students that order all the time, and uh, you know I'm used to seeing like chips and waters and the occasional soda and stuff outside with a, a nice little sign that says "Thank you, delivery person." But uh, these college girls take it one step further, man. They put free booze outside, and I take that every chance I get, man. <laughs> I'm like. Woo! thank you you know walking away like you guys are awesome like, say free booze, like a can of bud light or like, like a little mini shooter uh, oh man they had like uh they had like loose bottles of modello the last time i think they had some like truly or whatever those are called um oh i didn't talk about those yeah, oh, yeah. Alcohol so, yeah, yeah. if i knew that was a place you were going to and you saw zero tip would you still take that order yes I, I think I would. I, I honestly think I would because I'd probably grab two or three of them and be like, "Man, that is." You got, that's you got your no tip. tip every like, day. Like, yeah, ten dollars worth. Basically, yeah, I'll take that. Man, I, they're, they're they're choosing tipsy over tipping. <laughs> oh, I like that tipsy versus Makes tipping. Makes sense. I think I made a really uh, bad joke on a community post a couple of weeks ago. I said, "Would you tip your landlord?" And uh, mo- I think I saw no one. Oh. I think no one said yes. I think one, they they did. it was a joke. Who would their landlord? What happened if that landlord went above and beyond when they you needed them? Maybe you got locked out or somehow, or your the thing you something went wrong and they took care of you. I don't know. Give them no? homemade cookies and call it a day. <laughs> Good. Dude, there's a reason hey, why the time. second half of somebody renting you something is called Lord. <laughs> I, well, I didn't come up. With, I didn't come up with the name landlord. I, you know, manager, I don't know. <laughs> I'd buy him a Truly or a Modelo. <laughs> See, I mean, that, I, that I, used I to tip me back in the day. Let me buy you a six pack, buddy. <laughs> but let me let me put these up against against John's question though too. So I tip for exceptional service. We have a great mom and pop shop up here, and Thomas too. I tip for great service. So I here's my question too, because I tip for all service. I just won't go back. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I sit down, somebody waits on me, even if it's bad, they're going to get a tip. They might not get my best tip, but they're going to get a fair tip because I sat down, I ate. The food could suck. I can't blame the server. The server could suck and the food's great, but it was late. I can't blame the cook, the kitchen. I, I view it as an overall experience. If I go out, it's I'm tipping. You could get tipped very well. Or you could get your, you could just get a basic nominal tip from me. And so if I you, do that, I won't be back. So what is the lowest tip that you've ever left somebody, percentage wise? If you if you had to guess, I, I could talk about one a, time a, where a bevnap in the middle of winter that said "Don't eat yellow snow." <laughs> that should say. Like okay, what, what about what about somebody know that like because I'm in a nice place where 
they knew he had bad service, and it was like a hundred something dollar bill. It was over hundred, so I could not tip them. But like five percent, even if that bill was a, still a decent tip, but it wasn't as much as they expected for sure. Okay, and it would it wasn't as much as I would have tipped anybody else that even gave average service. That was that bad. What about you, Kim? The minimum I always tip minimum I always tip is twenty percent. If you there give you exceptional service, it can go up to like twenty five, thirty. I'm like with Steve. Like I I tip based off of everybody does their job at the restaurant. It might not be the server's fault, it might not be the restaurant's fault. I feel like a lot of times it's a team effort. So, you know, I don't think I've ever tipped honestly below, you know, really twenty percent. I tipped yeah, uh, me either. I tipped ten percent once because yeah, on the a normal, waitress. I'm like thirty percent tipper, if not more, sometimes just based off. I, you know, I've been in the customer service industry my whole entire life, so I kind of understand a lot of times the problems, and sometimes people just have a bad day and call me a yeah. softy. I don't know, but I'm, I'm so, so I got. Everybody. I got my uh, my bill. The waitress literally walked by and tossed it on the table without saying a word. I had been courteous, polite, uh, didn't get a single refill on my water, anything like that. Just tossed it. I was like 10%. <laughs> but I usually, yeah, usually I'm a minimum of 20%. Yeah. I mean, I'm with Kim. I really, to be honest, one, one on every five is my standard. I worked in the industry. It's just what it is. It's just, will I be back? And was I happy? And if I'm happy, you could do really well. I mean, a good bartender or something that gave me a round of shots for me and a couple friends. They, you know, in the end, after I, if I were, you know, especially if I'm drinking, second bar I hit when I was young, a couple years younger, and they noticed I was a little buzzed, but they took care of me in a good way. They know they in the next day if I can even remember, I'll wake up and go, wait, a minute, I'm like fifty percent. Yeah, you had a good night. <laughs> But so I saw this from Chris Taylor too, that, you know, he may sound bad. I won't put tips in a tip jar. I can't be guaranteed that employee are getting the tips. Uh, plus I only tip servers or bartenders because they get paid half minimum and get taxed on tips. That is true. But however, as a 20 plus year veteran of bartending and working in restaurants, uh, you only, if you're smart, you're only taxed on the credit card tips. So, yeah, they rather have that saying. cash. They rather have yeah, that yeah. cash. When you cash give them the cash, they they appreciate it more. We don't claim um, that. <laughs> tip jar is interesting. Um, when I used to work at a, a dog boarding place, which we had a tip jar too, even though we were all paid hourly, um, the manager would notice anytime the tip jar was full, more no one would put any more money in it. So when it was full, she made sure to empty it. So when it's empty, someone would put a tip in there. Because they'll look at it, just this empty little box, you know, you know, the picture of the dog next to it. Because it's a dog boarding place, but she made sure, like, okay, if it's if it has any kind of money or big bills in it, take it out, so more people can could tip uh, as they come in. Yeah. Just keep the quarters in there. I also believe that if you if you're like a really good tipper, say you go to a restaurant, a bar, wherever, and you're consistent, you're consistent with your tipping, and you're always good. They're always going to remember a really good tipper, <laughs> and right. actually, it will kind of pay for itself down the road because you'll be known at the restaurant, bar, wherever you go to, for just being kind and nice people. There's a restaurant yeah. in my market, uh, Indian Joint. And uh, me and my last girlfriend used to go there all the time. And it got to the point that the waitress wouldn't even ask me what I wanted. She was just like, hey, Zach, the usual? Yes, please. And yes, my, you know, my food would turn up 10 minutes later. So, yeah. yeah. 
So she, so, she knew she was going to get 40% out of me. So Aaron, uh, in Alaska, you should know this. You live up in Alaska, bro. Um, if you don't, we just put you back where we found you. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just won't. He just won't of an avalanche. That's all. <laughs> so I, I, I got a question for you guys. Uh, so Steve was just talking about if you're smart, you know, you didn't actually get the cash tips. Are any of you worried that when you file taxes as a gig worker, that when you need to claim cash tips, they're going to be like, like skeptical? Like that's all you made in cash tips? <laughs> no, I, think, I, dude, I, mean, I always I worry don't... about that. Really? Because I mean, do, do you really do you really see a lot of cash happening no. these days? I don't. No, but like, I, but I like that's just it. Like, cash tip. I'm like, yeah, man, I mean, I'm I'm claiming like forty five thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars in driving earnings, right, from right. previous years, and it's like I'm claiming maybe four hundred bucks in cash tips, and that's like. But you're claiming a lot in credit card tips, even at what look may look abnormal to them high, because True. you get those big tip. DoorDash orders and stuff, those unicorn type tips. And them, it's like, well, man, even if he did get some cash, he's paying it huge here. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, it, they understand. They're not stupid. They, they understand that, you know, that nobody's using cash really. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I know they are, but there are some places where I have had to use cash or something, forgot a card, or, and they just look at me like, oh. And I remember the days of like, I used to mean like, oh, thank God he has cash. Now it's like, dude, what are you doing with that? That's the opposite (laughs) for me. There's a, there's a few bars, especially after the pandemic that they're, they're saying cash only. There's an ATM in the back. And I'm like, I don't know what kind, I know what they're doing. They're under, they're under reporting some stuff. Like we only made this much this year. (laughs) Cause it's like, well, the ATM is in the back. So, but like, if you have the ATM, then you could have got the card readers and the the iPads. We're like, no cash only over here but you can get, get get some money in the back and then pay for your drinks so I'm, I'm thinking like there's certain there's certain spots where they're being a little shifty with their earnings too yeah i can tell you that there are things in every state there's a mechanism in place in ours like we have state spotters that come into bars so if they start kind of questioning your earnings they send people into your bar at around close or a half hour hour before they sit at the bar they drink and they watch it shut down. They watch two o'clock come across. All the caps go on the bottles. They take a couple pictures of your bar where all your bottles are. They're trying to track your inventory. They might do that a few different nights in a row and then come back the next day on each event and mm. see where it's at and then see what, you know, and if they need to, they can call records. They can say that they need your Southern, your Budweiser, your Coors, all these receipts of what you've been buying. So now you're involving all these other companies too. So maybe some smaller places can like pull that stuff, but, but I you hope don't want to go too crazy with it. Yeah, yeah you don't want to go too crazy, man, because they're gonna, you know, they'll know. Like, well, yeah. how are you buying twenty thousand dollars of product a week <laughs> if you only make eighteen dollars? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> Donations. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not good. Um, but uh, so Kim, do you want to tell this and then I'll try and play it? Yeah. Um, so it's actually really amusing. And if you can get the video to work, it'll actually be even more amusing. I have it so pulled there, up. I think it doesn't work. Yeah. There is, oh, there was an Amazon delivery driver in North Carolina, Raleigh to be exact. Someone uh, <laughs> caught it, a TikToker caught it on video 
There was a police standoff at a house in Raleigh. Police cars everywhere, lights blazing, like cops everywhere. This Amazon delivery driver decides he still needs to make his delivery at the next house over. So goes through the police and tries to start going up the driveway. And then finally the cops are like, what is this person doing? And they stop (laughs) him. So the cops take the package from him to actually bring it to the house and the delivery driver starts to walk away. It turns around, takes a picture. (laughs) So it's delivered. And, um, the whole entire thing is, is they were in negotiating phase with a standoff of the person that they were trying to arrest because they had multiple warrants out for his arrest for like assault and something else. But yeah, determined um, Amazon driver tries to make delivery, even though there's cops everywhere. Yeah. And so I'm going to play it, you guys, because we hear a lot of these type of stories, but this one's pretty good. Like even the, uh, I got to say, even the, uh, watch him going in, but really watch him coming out. Clueless. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 I got to say, it's pretty, uh, yeah. He's going to deliver his package. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Go, Amazon. <laughs> Amazon don't play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> give us the package, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> Amazon is this shit. Look, he's taking a picture. <laughs> it made it there. <laughs> when you're serious about your work, <laughs> what? <laughs> Go, Amazon. <laughs> Okay, so is it because he's just oblivious and he is just in his own world, or I just see uh, Bud Soda put a comment about um, Amazon being wild about production and getting things done? And I would say, of all the employees I see out working, the most stressed out that I've seen, like physically stressed out, are Amazon delivery drivers. They're overwhelmed. They're probably overworked. They're probably not getting paid all that much. Um, UPS and FedEx, I think they're more trained. There's more training for that. I, I used to work at UPS a long time ago. But Amazon employees are really like they everything, everything they do is is timed and managed. I know the warehouse employees, I'm sure you guys sold stories about that. They, they you know, bathroom breaks are yeah. are situations where they have to pee in the bottles. Like it's yeah. crazy. It's like so I'm wondering, like, is he just so worried. I mean, I think he's a little ridiculous. I mean, he should have been more self-aware of what's going on. But <laughs> is well, he like, okay, if he I don't like deliver this, I'm again, I got to be yeah. honest. Look like, yeah, I, that's probably I, it. I, when I park this, weird? I'm like, he thought, I am not getting fired today. I don't care. Yeah. What <laughs> I'm not getting fired today. 
But yeah. if I have one more late delivery, Ms. Yeah, Packet <laughs> package not found, I'm done. I mean, it, you guys, it's a great. I don't know if you remember the Emirates ad where the and it, it's real. It's not green screen fake. This is I, there's a whole video document, short documentary on YouTube about it. In fact, where the stewardess stands on top of the building in Dubai. I mean, this no. is this this. Oh. oh, she's clamped to it. It's the tallest building in the world. She's in her stewardess uniform, and they have a, an Emirates plane go right by her. And she's just standing there. Mm. Like I, it's impressive. It's impressive to watch her go into this training and how they're gonna have her clamp down. And I mean, it's 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 crazy, but yeah, it kind of it kind of reminds me of of that. Like Amazon could use this, like we'll even get it to crime scenes, guys. Nothing stops us. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> stops Amazon. Perfect commercial for them, man. It's like they need to rebrand like Amazon, no matter what. No matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> maybe the maybe that was a gun or a 3D printer so that the guy could print a gun and have a good chance. <laughs> the guy the in the middle of hostility told the you know? same day Amazon delivery ordering one. <laughs> Two hour delivery, man. How how long can I hold these guys off for? If, if that were me, if I were that driver, hold off. If I were that driver, man, I would have saw those lights and be turning right back around. Yeah, obviously. Not today. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not yeah, me. I don't I'm know. I just I, I see a lot of these. I thought that one was more hysterical than normal, only because of his attitude. Like, <laughs> okay. Going so, in, he just looked like he was like, everybody's parked weird. And then on the so, way out, I mean, obviously he hands it to a cop. There's cops everywhere, but he's over the bush taking the picture of the package being there. Like he's still not letting 30 cops even like he's not paying attention to the cops. He's like, wait, I gotta grab a picture. He feels safer than that. He's, and then he's and then he's like typing on it. You know he's finishing up the order on the app. He can't even get to his car first. Like maybe I should get out of here and you, you gotta, I, I you gotta keep it moving. You gotta, you know, you take a take the picture. Sometimes they when you hand you the package, you're like, Oh, before I hand it to you, I gotta take a picture. I'm like, all right, you know. What I want to know is if you got some kind of a raise. Have you yeah. guys ever had a delivery that you actually went to a house and you looked at it for whatever reason and go, Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, I've had somewhere I had to like step over trash yeah. and stuff to get to the door. I'm like, like cats, wild cats in the yard. I'm like, oh my god, how, <laughs> yeah. how far away can I put this but still be close enough? <laughs> you need to get like an extender pole with a hook right. on it and be able to like keep ex- like some maybe electronic even they can go up to like fifty feet and or, like a long ass selfie stick. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Telescope it out there, drop it, fling it around like you're fishing. Have yeah. your own drone set up, man. Just hover over the house. Just... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they got, I've had, I've got to some houses where, you know, I've seen the barking dog and I just don't care enough about the app to put my, I mean, like I, the dog's like Cujo. Right. He's like foaming. Yeah. He hasn't been fed in a month. Like I'm, yeah. he's just looking at me like, I don't even care about the food I'm eating you. And they always and say he's. I'm just safe. like I'm he's leaving it here at the gate. Forget man, you. You ever see that uh, that vine? Uh, ah, never mind. You know what? I'm gonna butcher it. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm gonna screw it up know, if I drive. Before we go any farther, we'll see how far into the stories we can get tonight. I do want to. I do want to play a short video. We'll play the full video tomorrow night on Driver Nation. By the way, but I want to play a, a short uh, video on something premiering uh, next week.
Whoa. Whoa. Like, What's going on? It was hey, there's movie. some production value there, man. I thought it was Zach and Kim running away from like an exploding vehicle or something like that. Dive somewhere. Like, <laughs> some lethal That's not a bad stuff. idea. I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. Oh, that was pretty cool. Congratulations, guys. Thank yeah, you. can yeah. we? I mean, I know we couldn't before, but can we talk about it? Yeah, you can. It's out in the open, so we can talk. I mean, about like, it. so, so the premieres next week. Do you guys want to like just give a quick little pitch and and say a little something about kind of maybe? I know you guys will over the weeks be figuring out what exactly, or you know, over time, like exactly what, it'll change. Things will be moving parts, but like, what your like, concept is when it premieres? Go ahead, on us. Okay, so it's premiering next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, so that would be 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm sorry, I don't know what Steve's time is. <laughs> I'm assuming Steve was, was at the 6. I don't even know. <laughs> One hour um, in but, front of Pacific. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> you guys don't count the middle of the country. I get it. John and I are nobody. We just, we just fly like, over at standard time. Arizona stays the same. Here. Arizona's like, we're just like, it's always two yeah, hours just, or three hours. It depends where you're at. Arizona does it right. And even Arizona, if you're on the Navajo reservation, then that's a whole different thing too. Cause they do have daylight savings. It's, but the rest of the city, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's premiering next Wednesday on the ride share guy. Um, we are, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully everybody joins us, um, every Wednesday, it's going to be every Wednesday and it is more about, um, it's basically a version of show me the money club, but for food delivery and a couple of last mile things, um, anything kind of gig work related, um, we are going to do different segments, which Zach, you're better at talking about the segments than I am. So go for it. Yeah, so we're going to do a segment called uh, Hot Off the Press, which is anything news-related, uh, newsworthy. Uh, we're going to do a segment called What the Funny, uh, which, you know, if the name doesn't uh, give it away, it's funny segments, um, you know, interesting things, humorous things uh, throughout the gig economy. Um, there is going to be a segment called Pennies to Prosperity, where we talk about uh, various like tips and tricks to help increase earnings from uh, two very different perspectives. So... Uh, yeah, the show's called Money Hungry. Uh, it's it's going to be a blast. Uh, I was going to say, like, knowing... I actually happen to know both of them very well. You know, I know Zach very well. I know Kim very well. And so it's... I was going to say, you guys are... I don't see it being a fighting thing, but you guys definitely come from different perspectives on a lot, knowing you two. So yeah so. but i but I like that I think that's that's the kind of thing I go for in my podcast and stuff so i I appreciate that kind of stuff so when they approached me to do the show uh and told me I got to pick my co-host, I was like Kim, and they're like, okay, cool. It's like, yeah, well, uh you know, I was like, well, you didn't let me explain they was just like they were like, yeah, okay, yeah, Kim's great uh so I chose Kim because she and I do not see eye to eye on a lot of this stuff, and I think that that different perspective is really what is going to I, I don't want it to turn into like Zach's propaganda hour, right? Or, or Zach's conspiracy theory time, you know? I want it to be something that's well-balanced and something that we can have a conversation about. Because, I, I mean, it, it, and this is true of so many things in life, right? Like, the truth is rarely way over there or way over there. It's frequently somewhere in the middle. And I think having two pretty differing opinions is going to help bring people closer into the truth. Yeah. 
I don't see it as Zach's conspiracy or anything. I, I, to be honest, I, I think that that's the that's the kind of mesh that will make great conversation. And that's the end goal. Yeah, and I know it is, and that's to me that's great because I mean, like one, you know, sometimes uh, Chris and Sergio are so on the same page; it's still a, a flawless show. I love it; like it's great. But this will be much different, in my opinion, yeah, because you guys I, won't be synced up. No, no, <laughs> and just by talking to Zach and us going back and forth, even now we're we've been working on this for probably a couple of weeks now. And even when we're talking about different um, stories and different, we're like, yes, no, maybe. And we have like a yes, no, maybe thing um, going on, but I promise we'll nail down exactly what we're doing next Wednesday. But it's fun to see different perspectives on different things. And I said this on Tuesday and I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kim. <laughs> Gary says something funny. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kim, with something important rather than that. (laughs) They are absolutely fantastic. So thanks for believing in us. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Zach. I think she cut out. Did everybody else hear or did it just cut out for me? I think I got it. Yeah, cut out for you. Okay, never mind. Um, But yeah, I mean, do either of you have anything else to add to it? Are you kind of like both a little bit like, God, I hope this goes well? <laughs> I mean, I think that there's probably with that, with that trailer. Come on, now. that's gonna be the Super Bowl level. Uh, thank you, Zach. By the way, so congratulate uh, him on that trailer. Nice, thank nice you, editing. Yeah, yeah Kim. Uh, Kim is a streaming professional at this point. So Zach, just yeah. take her lead. She's been doing uh, streaming every. Yeah. You haven't stopped, right? Like every week for the past. I don't know, back from UDM days, right? Like, which I call it UDM days as if it was a long time ago. But, yeah, uh, back in the UDM days. Yeah, back in those days. But yeah, Kim is a streaming <laughs> professional. So it's interesting how we all grew from streaming, how we used to do it when we first started. I mean, I don't know, Kim, have you, have you listened? Have you watched like your the streams from like maybe like a year ago and see how, uh-huh. how the difference oh, I in. I was scared. I can't curse on this show, but I can't curse Gary, but I was scared. You know what? Like I first streaming because I wanted to get out of my comfort zone and even doing YouTube just keeps pushing me out of my comfort zone. And I kept challenging myself to do different things and get out of my shell. And, you know, I always challenged myself business wise in my W2 world. So this was my way of challenging myself. And man, the first time I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I even think I said that in my live. I'm like, guys, I really have no idea what I'm doing. So <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Even, I mean, you, you have become quite a, st- I mean, like we, I think we all have, we've been doing a lot of streaming, especially once this all started. I, I do remember one specific stream. A lot of people won't remember it. I don't even know how it began. I know Hannibal was there. And Hannibal was even playing a video game. You were playing that dumb Uber Eats game. Yeah, to see if there was any sense to be made of that thing. But we were more just all hanging out. We weren't trying to do a live stream. It was late at night. It was impromptu. I was doing a test for before we did a premiere for Hey Ho or a re-premiere of the movie. I wanted to see if we could have nine people on there. And really wasn't being done a lot in this space. And I remember Pedro came on. you know, Bud Soto was there. Hannibal was there. Um, Flex was there. This is way before the lounge. Uh, you know, Gary was there. And there was like seven, eight of us. 
and we were just going to do this test, but we ended up hanging out for hours. And it's still yeah. to my, like, I still remember that being a very fun stream because like things were said that none of us once said, uh, like we just were treating yeah. it like not a bad, not necessarily so bad, but just things we normally don't hear out of us. Cause we thought we were just having a conversation within each other. And, th- and that's what it is. If streaming, you, you don't want to take yourself too seriously, right? Clearly you don't want, you know, you want to have fun. It's a conversation you're talking um, as long as you're prepared, obviously. And I think, you know, Zach and Cam, I think it's going to be a great show. You know, as long as, you know, you're going to have the gig workers, food delivery people coming in, representing. Um, I'm sure Bud Soda will be there. Um, he's <laughs> yeah. definitely going to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I think we'll all more, be there. More the merrier. I think that's kind of the message. Like, we want it to be fun, informational, and we want some some people every delivery driver out there to get something out of it weekly even if it's to take a break for an hour and sit back and relax and listen to us talk and banter back and forth and you know get something out of it hopefully that's why i won't miss it the the same reason zach said is this the reason i won't miss any week i'm gonna want to watch you guys not argue (laughs) but because i don't know i think all of us here agree we don't like that kind of setting all of us here Don't like the settings where it's like argue with people, really get angry at them over gig work, and actually cause problems within the within the space. I, I'm not about that. I well, don't like that. Is it's going to be a good conversation with fact based because they're you know they're not just pulling stuff out of their tail. You know they're going to definitely research these things. Yeah. Oh yeah. And to Hannibal's point earlier, having Kim with you know this much uh, this much experience doing lives is definitely going to be a good thing. Uh, when we were filming like uh, like a mock segment, uh, we had just the the timing was impeccable. Like she she said a sentence, I said a sentence, and she picked up on my serve and just knocked it out of the park. It was like this is gonna nice. go well. Nice. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was great. And, and I, Zach puts out a ton of videos. You, you guys all probably know this, but last time I looked, <laughs> Zach has like I've been on two lives with Zach. I think I've been on two thirds of his lives. <laughs> I've done I've done a small handful. I've done a small handful, okay. not, not not too many. But I think well, like at one of the points, it was like just a few. Yeah, I mean you, but you have done a lot a lot of other lives with other people and stuff, and you present yourself. So he does lives, but I just remember I noticed that because I was like, well, you don't do lives. I forgot. You're gonna get, you're gonna do them now. You're gonna put the reps in now. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna do them now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah, wait on my equipment to come in, man. And I'm gonna set that stuff up, and I'm gonna be like, Kim, I know it's two o'clock in the morning, but we gotta practice like right now. <laughs> you gotta practice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good luck, buddy. It's two o'clock in the morning. Well, actually, I, I, I will say that I will say it was pretty funny when it was announced. Uh, was it on Show Me the Money Club or during your yeah. guys's coast? Well, I know, but during or yeah. during your co- guys's coast stream, there was like a bunch of people there to hear what the thing was. And I don't know if you guys were seeing all this because the comments were doing some weird things too, which I can tell you about later. Like Kim, you were in, I was watching on both channels and when you commented in the beginning, you comment when every time you commented, it showed as Zach in his. Oh, really? It was, it was some strange stuff was going on and I was watching it in yours and it was correct. I, I don't know. It was, it was confusing me, but I, but I will say that there was a lot of people who, when you guys were really building up to like, why is Zach here? And you had that little like play you guys thing you guys did. And then there were people going like who were almost bummed because everybody thought you two were a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was like five, six people and they're going, Oh, you're not together. I thought you <laughs> <up> or something. <laughs> 
I found that pretty funny because I was. <laughs> I think it was all I the building. I think I even said, "I'm like, no, guys, sorry, I'm married." Yeah. <laughs> Kim's gonna rock, you know. I, I always say though that um, whenever you say you make a big announcement, it's usually people assume you're getting married, you're getting engaged, you're pregnant. Like there's always something like a life change that people just automatically assume. Either well, I guess for the best because it's all good news stuff, but. Like, no, that's not it. <laughs> it's like a disappointment if it's not one of those big three things. So I got two more things here we could we should talk about before wrapping this up. Um I don't know if you guys saw that there was a the the article from today. It probably made that the TikTok mag the thing that we always look at, the daily dot. But I got this one from uh Distractify. DoorDash, and I've seen this on other ones too. DoorDash driver. Paid eight, paid two dollars and fifty cents, no tip to deliver eighty three pizzas, thirteen hundred dollars worth of pizza, no tip, two fifty. What two fifty? You two fifty for that's that's partially the driver's fault. But good lord, oh, like how something... the cheapest? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That that has to be an error on. DoorDash. I mean, obviously. No, I mean, like, so this this isn't that's... one of the normal ones where we have to question it and go, is this just a TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's there's some, like, serious fallout on some of these articles, like, from, like, customers being like, what are you doing about right. DoorDash? Like, they're just like, they. this is something they actually latched onto and were like, wait, these people aren't being treated well, even though we say it every day. Right. Like this one, they caught on. They're like, "What do you mean you were paid two dollars? This is a lie. What do you mean?" And like, all the proof is out there. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I think customers are kind of shocked to hear how low the base pay is when when they're presented with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I I gotta imagine that you know, and I again, I I hear John too that it's kind of his fault, but at the same time, like you can't call and ask if you're getting a cash tip. But to be honest, um. At that point, you got to be expecting one. But all right, so yeah. let's say if I get, a, I mean, I'm not going to do. I'll never take a two dollar one. But if let's say, for instance, it's seven dollars or something like that, and I go to the pizzeria and it's eighty three boxes of pizza, what I would do, I'm calling support. Hey, listen, there's a, there's a lot of pizzas here. Tell me that how much the money, how much it really is. Like no, what how much it really is? Because I'm assuming it's hidden, right? And if it's not to my liking, I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna. I'm not taking eighty something pizzas, trying to figure out how to fit in my car. I'm not gonna do it because I could just wait for a seven dollar one going. Would take one bag of food somewhere. So that would be my approach if I came across something ridiculous like that much food. Because that's like I said, that's a catering order. That's that's premium. That should be. I, I just I, I got to add. In, I just I saw do. a note from Zach that said that they were tipped fifty bucks. I didn't know this. this okay. Is, Assuming we're talking about the same story. Okay, so well, I mean, yeah, but it was an initial. So. Okay, so because that would be me, I wouldn't take it and hope. There would be no hope. I, like I need to call. I will call and say, "How much is this really going to give me?" See, and it was, what probably, I, would that, I wouldn't even see the tip because I'd be using driver's utility helper, and I'd be wouldn't even see that offer. I really my driver's minimum of six dollars. Anything below six dollars, it doesn't even give me the option to accept it. Yeah. So yeah, I, had, I had a I scenario like that. Yeah, I had something similar happen uh, last summer. It was 28 pizzas, came through on Uber Eats at 11 bucks for just a few miles. 
And uh, so 11 bucks is the hidden tip indicator. It was the hidden tip indicator in my market for Uber. And so I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm about to get paid, man, like 28 pizzas, you know. And I show up and I get it delivered to a medical office. And turns out that the customer tipped five bucks, man. I was pissed. I was like, you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't, the hospital, I don't, you're assuming I, they're going to come up with a decent tip going to the hospital, but depends on who's buying yeah, the pizzas. Was, yeah, man. It, uh, oh, I was, yeah, it was like three trips back and forth to the car, man. My, my backseat was stacked. I was like hidden tip indicator. I am, I am set here. This is going to be a payday. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so I don't even know if it's a tip, Zach, but if it's the same article, um, oh, it says okay, tip. So yeah, okay, because the grand total was fifty-two fifty. The customers, and this is after the whole article. The article actually itself describing the incident is pretty bad too. Like she's got her entire car SUV stacked, her daughter's seat. I mean, eighty-three pieces a lot. Yeah. Um, but she uh, took I it for two fifty. The customer yeah. in the end did a end up tipping 50 but i don't think they had planned on it they actually were impressed that she took the order brought it in helped them out and then they got it to talking and it was like well what did you make on this and that's when she laid it out and was like and that maybe this is why it's getting all the attention from from customers Mm. not drivers because she laid it out like okay well yeah i got paid 250 for this like 250 bucks like no two dollars and 50 cents I mean, still, even even fifty bucks on what thirteen hundred dollars. That's, that's what I ask. Is was yeah, that that's, even that's not even twenty percent of what and eighty three yeah. boxes where she's saying like to load it, she used carts, and then there were no carts to get it in there. What is that like four percent or something like that? I, something I'm not good with math. Something it ridiculous. Sounds low. It, yeah, so fifty <laughs> off of five hundred is ten percent off of a thousand. That's yeah. That's, that's, yeah, it'd be about that's, four. That's that's like two percent, I think. Well, no, it's because it's it's because it's fifty. So you'd have so if it was a thousand, that's over thirteen hundred. It's about three point eight percent. But DoorDash is like it's low mileage, though. You know, wasn't that far? So (laughs) I paying order. Yeah. (laughs) Well, even at two fifty, at two fifty, and they say four miles. Let's say it's five, just to be cool, just to be honest. Let's call it five. So DoorDash thought that that a fair pay for that was fifty cents a mile. And that she do all the work. Yeah, she did. She took right. it. I, I, yeah. Again, I, again, I gotta, I gotta sit with John on the one. Like, wh- why would she take it? So uh, yeah, I, I, I would, I would, I would get there. I would unassign if I did take it initially, thinking that I don't know, because sometimes that items unknown. Yeah, I'd unassign as soon as I saw like anything pizzas. I'm with Hannibal on this one, man. That's that's a phone call to support. Like, hey, how much is this really going to pay me? Yeah, I will, I will just. But call. do you think they're going to go? Oh, okay. Well, hold on a minute. Like, well, sometimes <laughs> sometimes they will tell you. Time, I've, yeah, sometimes yeah, they I've, will I've, tell you on DoorDash. Yeah, I've. I, that's it was something the that we, they were talking about a couple of, I guess, well, like a year ago, where and then there was some pushback on why are you going to call every time you get an order? Are you clogging up the phone lines with real issues with support? So like a back and forth, but I think it's you know when you see something kind of odd, I think there's no problem. When you see all those pizzas, you're like, let me quickly call to get a clarification because I'm not I'm not moving this pizza for two fifty. So what? How much is it really? I, I would imagine most. I mean, am I wrong that most people just on a side or whatever you do? I would rage on yeah, a side. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I think 
most drivers would probably just do it, man. Like the, the smart ones would probably unassign it, and the smarter ones would probably call support. That's true. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. very small community. I would say not very small, but it's probably eight to one, nine to one. Yeah, yeah. it's regardless. It, yeah. Regardless, it, it, regardless gonna... it shouldn't have existed. Yeah, let's just say that. I mean, this should have been a high paying. Should have a higher base pay for sure. Yeah, I mean, it should have been the base pay should have been fifty bucks. Should have, yeah, it should have at least been a six fifty and like okay, I'm gonna gamble for the hidden tip. I mean, what is even at a low base pay on an order, you're usually way over three point eight percent of the order total that you're making, yeah. and that included the tip. That's so, yeah, that was the yeah. Without the tip, you're talking about yeah, like multiple zeros before the point one. Yeah, point zero 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 one two percent, something like that. Yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. I mean. I don't know. I, I would I would really like to be in the store and watch the DoorDasher that did that, and not to be a jerk, just to say, <laughs> did wait, did you not? You saw that's two dollars and fifty cents, right? It would be like one of those movies where it's like time slows down. I don't mind. Like, Excuse me. <laughs> are you really gonna do this? <laughs> I got Steve's standing there looking like a National Geographic crew man. Like, what's it gonna do next? <laughs> sometimes though if an order is that big some restaurants actually can print the receipt and the tip will actually be on the receipt sometimes mm. if it's yeah. that big i've seen that and before that's, that's, i i with the restaurant i know of and i do a catering order before sometimes i take ownership of the catering order i said hi can i see the receipt and like they know me by now they're like here you go and i look and then i'm like oh but some of that, some of restaurants already have it on their receipt if it's that big of an order. Yeah. So, Kim, do you ever say, can I see the receipt? And you're like, oh, somebody else is going to come pick this up shortly. I, you know, I, I actually might take a different view than everybody so far. I might actually take the time to say to the pizza location, hey, do you know that you're entrusting me with 83 pizzas and I'm being paid two bucks? Because <laughs> guess what? I got 100 better moves than delivering this. <laughs> You know how much that is? Pizzas, your pizzas are worth all this. Of course, pizza. Steve. Right, I'm, going to the, I'm going to the park and selling them for five bucks each. Steve will harass the, the people at the pizza store. No, because if I'm choice. a pizza shop own, owner, though, I mean, like, okay, if it's not corporation, let's say it's a smaller place. I mean, like, yeah. honestly, dude, I don't. I would want the pizza shop owner to know. Do you know that DoorDash is paying me two fifty to do this, and I got no tip on it? If I was an owner, in the I would worry like to know of that, like, yes. hey man, do you, you know your product's going out and something bad, and I'm not, I'm not going to do it, but most people would. Yeah, take one box <laughs> or three, <laughs> or like how much time? There, there was sixty-seven pizzas. It's supposed to be eighty. <laughs> I don't know, There's man. Still a lot of pizza. What's the problem? I don't... <laughs> right. right, it's you got sixty-seven boxes, man. Quit complaining. You really going to count all these pizzas while I'm here in front of my face? <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> That's all they gave me. Like, I don't know. You only have to contact support. Can I get a slice? Yeah, it's like it. It's like, the whole, it's like it's a car all over again. Why do you have 11 boxes left in your car? Oh, those are mine. Separate order. It's a stack. Um, I'm going to drop it off somewhere else. Um, Gratuity 18%. And then the, the only th- other thing I don't, because I don't, I know we didn't mention it last week, is, is that. And I can't, I, I just, I don't even know if we just leave it as a question. You guys all think about it for a while, but what, what the heck 
Lyft and C- Lyft CEO and president both stepped down. I, I have never heard. I mean, that's going to be the, CEO de- that's going to be a picture of the definition of too little, too late. But who's coming with me? I am. Yeah, yeah, I think like, the, the new CEO is, um, I think his name is from David Amazon. Leisher. Yeah. 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 Am- Amazon exec. So there's some rumors about they're probably getting sold to Amazon, but I think that's not official, obviously, but. It sounds like maybe, but it would make it seem just because he worked at Amazon, like he just like I'm sure he knows Jeff Bezos. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to yeah. be sold by Amazon. I mean, does That's, Amazon want to jump into that whole ride share with a failing company? Amazon I mean, can they turn Prime. around? I mean, I yeah, I mean they did with Grubhub. Maybe they're into failing companies. Amazon Prime now includes Grubhub <laughs> and new model <laughs> and Lyft rides. Amazon Prime. I mean, I mean Amazon does pick losers sometimes. Not everything they touch is gold, but I don't know what they can possibly do to fix Lyft. Yeah. Yeah. Prime, Prime, Prime Plus, fifty I bucks a Lyft year and no and service fee happen. for Lyft ride shares. Hmm. I, I'd be about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you got to average it out. Most people, some people use rideshare twice a week, three times a week. Some people use it once a month and yeah. would still get it. So you'd probably average out to something decent. But yeah, I think it makes the market share from Uber. Yeah. But I just, I mean, the guy isn't a CEO or <laughs> president. Like he's stepping into a role he's never had in his life. In fact, I think that what I was reading is that he's been in charge of uh, like, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying it, but he's been in charge of like a children's book thing that they do. Like a nonprofit something, something. Yeah. Like so nothing. it's like, I don't see where in his, like where his expertise and rideshare is going to come. <laughs> so is that even more likely that, they will be sold. <laughs> I don't know. Any. I don't know what this is. I mean, to me, maybe it's like, look, at, we're waiting for this thing just to burn out and we really want to go to our private islands that we've bought. So we're just going to put this guy in the place till it falls apart. It's like, He's basically, hey, everybody, come short this stock. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the stock went up when they announced it. But there maybe was an article late. out that, and I didn't get to it about this same thing. So I've read about four already. So, but I saw it today right before we were coming on live that says, um, that says that he has a potential in three years to get a billion dollar contract. So I'm going to have to look into what that is. I don't know what that means. I don't know if he gets like half the company. If he, <laughs> yeah, isn't, isn't Lyft only worth a billion dollars? Like, uh, yeah, it's down. It's thinking around four, isn't it? Or five. Mm-hmm. It's oh, Instacart's at like years, eight to ten. I think Lyft's at four to five. Yeah. I still think that Uber needs competition. Like, I still think they need a company like Lyft to still have competition out there. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I just, they've done nothing to do that. And me coming from Ride all the years I did Ride Share and all the rides I did. Like Lyft needed to separate themselves a bit because all these startups that start in, I mean, we've seen like three start in Austin. So Austin must be a really good city to try and compete. I think they did that when they pulled rideshare out of Austin for a while because they said no, um, just some things going on. So this, the couple of rideshare companies stepped it up there pretty big, but to be honest, I, I don't think that you, I, I think some companies could have some inroads to create local rideshares in a correct in the right market that maybe even do fairly well as long as their hope isn't to go worldwide or nationwide but what i don't think there will be is a nation a, a national 
every state competitor with Uber, and that's going to be a problem. I like Bud Soto's comment here. See if R slash Wall Street bet saves them. <laughs> Not left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. They got they got GameStop and uh, AMC or whatever it was called out of the gutter. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, just hilarious. just allow EBT and Snap and just merge with Instacart. Go down in flames. <laughs> <laughs> like the infinity rings of failure. And threaten the and threaten the government with you'll, that you will truly become a nonprofit if they don't knock it off. Because <laughs> <laughs> with it, as a nonprofit, you can get away with murder pretty much. So. I mean, neither of them can be profitable and they're sinking the fastest. So the two should get together and just go like, instead of on us, go full blown evil on the government. Just a, just a thought I've, I've always, I've thought for the past year and a half. So is Gary. I see him making comments in here, but um, like his comment here is great. But I mean, Gary and I talk about this on the other show a lot too, that for about a year and a half, this has been needed. So it's like, um, they've had every chance to like, we, we, we said things like, why don't you just go to before this is way before upfront pricing. Why don't you just go to full transparency since Uber isn't, why don't you go to paying the drivers more and somehow, however it is, figure it out, just figure it out so that you're paying them more than Uber. Start slowing the onboarding down in cities, start showing drivers that you actually have business for them. Start showing, go to higher pay model, do all the things you've been worried to do. Because you're the only other company that's in all the states. But instead, they literally followed the Uber model to the death. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, it's not like Uber's this amazing, gonna go down. I mean, they'll go down in history, but it's not like they're like the best company ever and gr- great ethics and look at the profits they make. None of that's true. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you just throw a Hail Mary and say, okay, game change. Let's do everything the other way. <laughs> like, <laughs> transparency, better driver pay. Let's do everything that they've been asking for. You know, like. It's a little too late, baby. Yeah, because yeah, I saw what this guy's saying is, uh, I see a lot of the articles are titled, you know, like, we need to be more like Uber. I thought that's what you were doing and you're failing at it. You know, and, and again, I know I, I never understand we need to be more like Uber. Why they're they're not making money either. So I don't know why you're following them down a hole. They're losing money slower. Yeah. So um you guys uh we're gonna wrap this up for the night, but uh before we do, I'm gonna start with Hannibal. Hannibal, you got anything going on in your channel? It's a bunch of stuff going on from from where I can <laughs> On a Tuesday, me and you will be hanging out, uh, talking uh, on our live stream beyond the algorithm. Obviously, talking about other ways to make money, whereas just beyond the using the gig apps. And uh, have some videos coming out, some plans working with uh, moves and para apps. So, take a you know check out my channel. Um, I was really, I would say really sick, but I was sick for at least a week and a half. And all I did was a bunch of YouTube shorts, but they've been doing pretty well because I only talked for like one minute at a time before I started coughing. But, you know, obviously I feel a little better today. Um, so I've been doing a lot of funny shorts and stuff like that. Uh, just keeping the content going. But um, yeah, so kind of getting back into the whole making a whole YouTube video and making, you know, taking 20 hours to edit. Uh, that's going to sound like fun, but back into that groove in the next couple of days. So, yeah, take I feel it, you. Check out the channel. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, John, what do you got going on? Man, right now in the midst of a uh, <clears throat> Walmart acceptance rate testing 
raising it up, um, <laughs> basically seeing if I get better orders as I go up, trying to get all the way up to 80, 90, 100% acceptance. So going to bring them along in the journey and uh, see if it makes a difference. So you're I still working that spark stuff. I am. I yeah. am. I, cause I've, yeah. I mean, I'm glad because I, I want, that's, I think the content that needs to come out too. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, yeah. like Spark got so built up, I think that it needs to be followed. So, because uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess some people tell me that they're doing pretty close to as well as they were, but I, I find that hard to believe because overall, when I talk to people, I'm, I'm hearing that no matter what the market Spark isn't doing, what it was, you could still do well. well but. I think as a gig app, it's maturing, so it's going to need some more saturation, and of course, that's going to come with. Um, I mean, I think also at the same time, the economy is not what it was even a year ago. So, yeah, definitely see those things colliding. Yeah. Um, and then, Kim and Zach, I'm going to let you guys do it together because <laughs> not it, but. <laughs> Zach can go first. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, on my channel, I've got a couple of videos in the works. Uh, they're probably going to take at least a week each uh, between researching and uh, filming. So, I'm going to be posting. Uh, a little less frequently for the next couple of weeks. But, you know, of course I've got uh, the stuff with Kim on RSG and then, you know, my contributor videos over there as well. Yeah. And Kim, do you have anything to add? I mean, this is, this is a big deal. You guys, this is, uh, you know, this is, this is Harry's channel. Harry didn't used to do these. And I think show me the money club opened up the door to wait a minute. I have an untapped resource over here. I need to deal with this. And uh, that kind of opened up the door for these two. And I think they're going to be doing something cool, but it opens up the door for them too, to a whole different audience too. Um, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm excited for them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, so you guys have to tune in to next. I keep saying it. I feel like a broken record, but I'll maybe I can like subliminally put it in like your minds for next Wednesday <laughs> at um, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Please join us on the Rideshare Guy. I will send it out to all these guys on Wednesday morning to um, community post it so everybody has it and you guys can just click on the links and you can join us. On Wednesday, as far as me, I've been doing a lot of um, content lately. I've been doing a lot of informational videos, some short, some long. Um, you never kind of know what's coming out. Um, a lot of stuff that I see updates. I've just been trying to get it out as soon as possible. As far as lives are concerned, um, Tuesdays still remain the same at 8 p.m., um, I'm meeting Gary tomorrow um, night, so that's exciting. Um, so I get to see Gary. Um, and then Wednesday is the Rideshare Guy. Thursday, we're back here with the roundtable. And I think that's my week. Yeah. Kim Kim doesn't ever sleep. Like, I I, her and I text a lot. And so I, I saw, like, some some of her things are like, I, like I'm like, get some sleep. And she's like, I don't, I don't get to sleep. And she says all this all the time. And I know she doesn't. I know she's always doing stuff. But... Um, maybe one day all this will allow her to like sleep for a few days or go to hopefully. Disney world or something. She loves to like take some Disney time world. to herself. I know. Uh, hopefully <laughs> maybe I'm going to, my goal though is this summer. Um, I'm already somewhat pre-planning it. I want to go. You guys don't know the Jersey shore, but there's a really nice shore, like really down South Jersey um, called Cape May and Wildwood and like do a whole Jersey shore long weekend hopefully in the summer at some point so we'll see and then maybe nice. disney in the fall i don't know we're we're kind of planning it out right now 
So I saw, I do want to hit this too, because we did talk about this not too long ago, Ellen. I had heard this because a friend of mine in Illinois, there's a, there's um, another, there's another buckle um, called stable. In fact, we had stable here on this round table. And then I had buckle on a podcast and yes, he is in Illinois with stable this user. And he was trying to renew his policy and stable said, we're not reading any policies. We're going through a company revamp. And so he went to buckle and wanted to get a bid from them and they aren't even giving bids on the website anymore. So they are also in a shut. I'm not sure if something happened where the regulation is like throwing them off in all States, but they are, if not forever, they are at least for the time being, they are shut down. Which it's kind of weird that the two insurance companies that tried helping gig workers shut down within a week of each other. I mean, there's definitely a story there. Not so interesting. Um, I'm hoping that they jump back up, but I'm guessing part of it's just they can't follow the different states' legislation. I got to assume that's part of it. Like Chicago's getting ready to, I mean, Chicago's another one. We won't even get into it tonight, but they're getting ready to just, rideshare is almost over there, you guys. I mean, they're they're pushing for things that they they can't do. I think we talked about it last week, but in a summer, in a, nut, in a nutshell, they want, they want all rideshare drivers to have to, or all rideshare riders to get the same right in a rideshare that they would in uncontrolled something it's called. In the, in the Illinois legislature, which means when you're in a cab, when you're on the train, when you're on a bus, and even when you're in a public or private building's elevator, which are checked by fire departments, nobody is responsible for what happens to you. So they want to put that restriction on Uber and Lyft rideshare and make them pay into the system the same as all these others do. Now, I'm pretty sure RTD or whatever it is in Illinois for buses and and the L and their trains and all that stuff probably don't pay because they're government stuff. But I mean, taxis do. So I think the thing became like, hey, taxis have to pay into this. So you're going to have to too. And so Uber and Lyft both already announced publicly if this happens, because it goes to a vote second week of April. If this happens, we are leaving the state. They've said that. That is clearly out there. So we'll see what happens with that too. It just seems like, all again, it seems like all these states are just taking these different views on how they see the gig world when instead of everybody just getting together, and I know this is not a, an easy thing, but if you can't get everybody together, that is where I say that regulation probably is needed because that means you got a bunch of people who can't work out something. You can't just let it like be the wild, wild west forever. I mean, even the internet, they started, I mean, it's a, still the internet, but we all remember when it started, they didn't know what to do with all the e-commerce stuff and all this going on. And it was just the wild, wild west. It did start coming under lots of restrictions and this and that and the other. And there's still ways you can get to all kinds of crazy stuff and even dark web stuff that wasn't around then. But to be honest, that was needed. And if you if they can't get all these people in a room to agree on things, not just a temporary solution and then later the unions come in or this was a ploy to get a W-2 model. If they if they're, if that's the way they're all trying to head, it seems like it is time for each state to put its foot down about regulation. I mean, speaking of which, North Dakota was the first state to say, um, we all gig workers are independent contractors and, and they solidified it. 
the House, the Senate. They solidified it before it became an ordeal and made it clear. So you gig workers in North Dakota are are traditional gig workers. You live and breathe the same rules as other gig workers. So you guys already got what all of us pretty much want uh, because even these supplemental type things won't last forever. I mean, even if they, or if they do, they'll go way down. Cause like Connecticut is a perfect example. 36 bucks an hour, dollar 30 per mile on all the platforms ain't going to work guys. I know it sounds great. Makes us all want to move to Connecticut and make $90 an hour. But by the time you get there, it'll be over. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe not Hannibal because he can probably get to Connecticut. Yeah, I get a little faster. But I honestly believe that. I don't believe these are the answers at all. I think this is extra far reaching and just trying to piss the companies off to see what they'll do. So, um, with that said, uh, I want to make sure that I hit on all this. Oh, make sure that everybody catches, uh, um, the, uh, the new show, uh, next Wednesday at 8 PM Eastern, 5 PM Pacific on the rideshare guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I want to thank yeah, Zach for joining us. I want to thank all the amazing panel that we always have. Um, and I see Gary's been in the chat the whole time, but couldn't join us, I guess. Um, Gary, he's having fun. Yeah. Well, he's having fun in Philly. It's cool. He's just what you want, you know. He's out. He's out and about, and uh, and then uh, th- everybody in the chat, you know, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us as always. Uh, love Thursday nights and uh, love having guests. We're gonna I'm gonna start looking at having some other guests too back on. So uh, keep an eye out, and uh, we'll see you back here next week.